It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. For House of Cars. It's Wednesday, January 26, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Pestcast. Welcome to it. She's a dense one today. Lots of good stuff on here right till the end. There was almost more good stuff than we could include. Um, we did end up talking to Wesley from the Lumineers yesterday, but the audio wasn't very good. It no. kind of sounded like Wesley was in a submarine at the bottom of the sea. So In a tin can. Um, in a so salmon can. I didn't put that interview on here. If you'd like to hear it, I can put it on a later podcast. But it was difficult. I, like, I had a hard time hearing mm-hmm. his responses. So it wasn't our very nice guy, but it wasn't the best quality interview, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, on the show today, a heritage moment. We're going to talk about the Jamaican bobsled team in the heritage moment, which yes. is relevant to Calgary. I've got another cleaning hack for you. Uh, a couple of funny clips that we're going to play. One of the better etymologies that you've done lately. You're, you're on fire with these lately. The etymologies are are great. Well, they're fun. Yeah. When you when you find something, you're like, what the hell does this mean? It's good because then... Yeah. There's always weird. a story behind it, There's right? always. It's weird. It's not just like the word. It's no. Like how the, there's, there's always a big story. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about this trucker convoy on the way to Ottawa, although people say that the media is not talking about it. We are. Mm-hmm. We are. Uh, it's Australia Day. We're going to shout out to our Australian friends. Hell yeah. A Walt Disney conspiracy. Ooh. But first. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was gifted something recently, Beckler, and I think it's phenomenal. But it's it's also a great Terry invention, I've realized. Okay. So I brought it in for you because I'd like you to rate this on a sliding scale of Terry if you could. This is a shower beer holder. Oh, very nice. So it's a holder, and it's very simple. It's just made of this rubber, you know, flexy stuff. And you put a beer in it, and then you can toss it on your on your shower wall. How does it attach? Okay, so it's got like this little uh, peeling thing on the back, and it's supposed to just stick to anything. Hold on, I'm going to try it over here in the window. Okay. Give me a sec here. Just yeah, look at that. Slam it on there. Oh, looks like it holds pretty well. I was going to say, it's got to hold well, because if it falls off and breaks Terry's toe in the shower, that he's going to have to claim workers' comp, and then we got a problem, right? Yeah, so. that's true. That would be a real issue. Uh, they do say I'm supposed to wait 24 hours before putting an actual beer in there after you stick it to the wall, oh, Okay. which I didn't do. I just tossed a beer right in there, because also Terry's impatient. He's not going to wait. No, okay? He's going to be like, I need a shower beer right now. Terry so had a long day. Uh, but I was thinking perhaps we could we could rate these inventions because there's lots of sweet Terry kind of inventions. And I was like, maybe we could rate them out of 10 on like a okay. sliding Terry scale. Like, What's the metric? What is the... I mean, you could do... I mean, how many packs of darts how out of 10? How many jean jackets out of 10 does this one get? How many snowmobile brat wraps <laughs> out of 10 does it get, you know? It's pretty good. I think it's... Magnificent. And how many times have you had a shower beer before? Yeah, I like a shower beer. So also a bit of a Terry though. So. Me, well, me as well. Um, but I've had it before where I've put it on the, like the side of the tub, right? And it it's it's ready to slide off. It's a little bit nerve wracking. Not to mention you get some water in there. Yeah, you can put it up. You can put this up nice and high. Put it up high to keep the water splash out of it. And if it's a standing shower, then you're in big trouble because yeah, there's not many places you can even put it. So again, this will stick up high. Yeah. And then. Yeah, man. If you could come up with something that would keep. Terry smoke dry in the in the shower too. You'd be laughing. You could sell it as a package. I just the shower smoke and beer package. I was thinking about you know how you like have shower caps to keep your hair. Like, could you have something like that around your dart? Like, you're talking like some sort of almost like an astronaut helmet. Because you're having that Terry's wearing an astronaut helmet in the shower. He'll have to take it off to wash his mouth. Oh my god, that would. 
Yeah, this is. I mean, this gets. I think eight or nine brat wraps, snowmobile brat wraps out of uh, out of ten for sure. Oh, that's that's good. Is that beer spoken for? By the way, Terry's thirsty over here. Uh, no, it's, it's early, it's but mine. I'm a Terry. So. BNS in twenty minutes or less. My mom told me this hilarious story. She was at Starbucks, and. Uh, the, 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 it was really busy, and the, the two girls working behind them were just like buzzing around trying to get all the orders in place. And you know how they always have to like make conversation with you at those places? Yeah. Like you're supposed to kind of make a personal connection, right? Mm-hmm. It's not enough to just make the coffee and say, have a nice day. You got to make a personal connection. So this girl is buzzing around, and she uh, drops an entire jug of oat milk, and it goes friggin' everywhere. Just like, like me yesterday just with like yogurt. She was having a, a day like you. Gallon of syrup and everything. Okay. And, yeah. the, and so there's yogurt, there's oat milk all over her, the no, other no. employee all over the cupboards back there everywhere. And she pops right up and she says to my mom, so what do you have planned for the rest of the day? And oh my, mom, my God. And my mom, my mom said she like almost burst out laughing because she's like, girl, you got a crisis on your hands here. Like you've and instead, you're just making insincere because they have to, comments, yeah. right? Because it's the corporate policy that you, well, you got to talk to people, right? We've talked about this <laughs> numerous times about how Europeans criticize Canadians for that because they say that we are so fake and insincere because it's part of our culture now to be waitresses and servers and, and make small talk like that. And they say, we know you don't actually care. Mm. So, yeah. so many times they're like, we know, like, why are you asking me how my day is? Because I know you don't actually care about my answer. Right. And that's, it's, it is a thing that we do here. It's, it, it has the opposite sincere. effect then. Cause it, it doesn't does. feel sincere. If you have a genuine, like a genuine interaction with someone in a customer service role, that's nice. Yeah. Right? That's great. But they, it doesn't have to happen every time. No. And it's not going to happen every time. And when you train people to, and you force them to, to ask these questions and you say to them, like, you need to ask this, this or this, then it becomes... Yeah, robotic almost, yeah. and pe- people pick up on that. It's you like can a- tell it's not sincere. Like when you drop all the oat, oat milk instead of swearing was- a blue streak, which is what I would do. <laughs> yeah, and like, like everyone so, would- how's your day going? And everyone would probably appreciate that. Oh all right, you're God. understaffed. You're right. working hard, and you ha- this happened, and now you're soaked in oat milk. Oh but instead- my. <laughs> so what do you have to invest? I'm day? having a great it- day. How are you? <laughs> it reminds me of at my bank. There, all the employees have to say. Hi, welcome when you come in. They're not allowed to just say, hey, how's it going? How are you? They have to say, hi, welcome. Yeah, it's weird. And I'm like, that's Nobody not says how that people talk. No. It has the, the, whoever dreamt this up in a boardroom somewhere, no. it has the opposite effect. It makes me feel like I'm not dealing with a real person. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with a robot. Hi, welcome. Can, hi, welcome. That's that's not human that's, speak. That's two. Nope. Uh, you <laughs> can to put it down to one. Hi or welcome. <laughs> not both. Hi, welcome. Hi, welcome. I'm soaked in oat milk. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You know that sound. Oh, yeah. It's Conspiracy Corner. Spicy Conspiracy Time. You got one, Shauna? I do. Uh, I'm I'm just double checking. Did we talk about the the Walt Disney Frozen conspiracy yet? I don't believe we have. Okay. Okay. So uh, it has long been discussed that Walt Disney, when he passed away, he used cryogenics to freeze his body. Yeah. Him and Ted Williams. Yes, of course. Uh, So this has been a conspiracy for quite some time. Disney. Was, is that a conspiracy or did he actually freeze him? I thought he actually froze himself. Well, Disney Maybe denies I'm... this. Okay. Uh, so I'm not sure what the truth is. I don't know if there's any way to find out. Don't really. quote me on it. I have not seen Walt Disney's frozen body. So. No, but now there is a theory that the Walt Disney Company felt that there was growing heat on them about this whole conspiracy about Walt Disney and they're they're trying to deny it. And they want to distract away from it. So they created the movie Frozen to distract the Google algorithm from people searching out Walt Disney Frozen, as in cryogenically Whoa. frozen. Whoa. 
Oh, man. Because now if you search Walt Disney Frozen. All that comes up is, is everything about Frozen. one of the highest grossing movies mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. You'd have to specifically write Walt Disney Cryogenic Freezing, but that's probably enough to make it not the top hit, right? No. And even still, when you type in Walt Disney Cryogenically Frozen, it will still direct you to Frozen, the movie. Really? Because, again, that is so popular. That's much more popular than searching out Walt Disney Cryogenically no Frozen, kidding. actually. No kidding. Right? So... This is the conspiracy that goes along with that. No. Well, there's some good results for... Cryogenically frozen? For Walt... Yeah, for the cryogenic freezing theory. Okay. Well, good then, Uh, because then it didn't entirely work for them. But that is what they... You know, that's what the conspiracy says, is that Walt Disney... That is why Frozen came out, and why it's called Frozen, and all that. I'd put nothing past them. Right? Nothing. Mm -hmm. So that's totally possible. I know. It's a spicy one, let me tell you. On the plausibility scale, Shauna, Mm because he, like... Walt Disney insanely powerful and rich, yep. right? Walt Disney. Okay, on the on the plausibility scale, how many how many scales, how many reptilian scales out of ten does this one get? Okay. How many scales from Walt Disney's reptilian body out of ten does this one get? Like I'm gonna put this one at a at a sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Reptilian scales I like it a lot. on Walt Disney's body. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. <laughs> We talk a lot about News Voice on this show. Oh, we love News We've Voice. We talked a lot about it recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even the very specific sign-offs that news people have. Like, oh, yeah. That's their signature, right? It is, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't have one. I'm not a news person. Shauna Jefferson, CBC News. That's like, they always have... the city. To, it's very dramatic, yeah. Andrew Beckler, and X929 like, News, Calgary. Yeah, always weird delays in the mix, too, just to really make sure it settles in with you. So my all-time favorite news sign-off that I've ever heard belongs to a guy who... I used to work at a station in Smithers up in northern BC. Oh, amazing. And the guy who did the the sports up there. Oh. I think for like the whole kind of region, Prince George and everything. His name is Hartley Miller, and he's got the best sign-off I've ever heard. Awesome. And I've been trying to get a clip of this to play it for you, Shauna, yeah. and I, it was unsuccessful, and then last night I caught it. I kept missing his newscast, and then I caught it last night. Yes. This is Hartley Miller. To purchase his brother's car that's been in the family for 57 years, and he's also looking at buying a new home. I'm Hartley Miller. That Isn't that good? Is phenomenal. Oh, the long pause, and Although, then I, the the pause was so pregnant. I was I was concerned a baby was coming, but <laughs> okay. And then just that fast after he used to hit it. Like he, I'm Hartley Miller. He used to hit it even harder. Hartley Miller. He kind of growled it when I worked up there. Yeah. Oh, I'm Hartley Miller. That's amazing. So good. So good. Oh, like, good. They say that you know you have to be a personality in this business, and he's got personality. That is phenomenal. Coming out of the yin yang. I love so. that so much. <laughs> nice long box. Also yeah. looking at buying a new home. Uh, I'm Hartley Miller. Oh, good. Clean. The best. Oh, yeah. The best. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. It's Australia Day today. Woo! Uh, it's always a big day, or used to be a big day at resorts out here, because, of course, all the Aussies who would come and work here. Not quite yeah. as many of them right now, but... In in Banff, in normal years, it might be bigger than Canada Day. It hey? seriously <laughs> is. It's huge. If you're ever at a ski resort, it's really fun if you ever go to a resort on Australia Day. Anyway, I figured maybe I could quiz you on some Aussie slang. Okay. Some of my yeah. favorites, just... I know I, you lived there for a little bit. Just for a few months, yeah, and years ago, but we'll, we'll see how I do. Okay, piece of piss. 
I don't think I ever heard that one, but I wish I had. <laughs> it's like piece of cake. So instead of uh, saying cake. Oh, it's a piece of piss. Oh, it's a piece of piss. <laughs> Big fan of that one. On the piss. Is that drinking? It's drinking. Okay. They really like piss out there. Is he on the piss? He's on the piss. Yeah. <laughs> a two-pot screamer. I don't know what a two-pot screamer is. Someone who can't hold their liquor. Which, love that one. Using that from this point forward. Is that Josh, like because you're puking? Yeah, or she's like... a two-pot screamer. Right there. Uh, Sheila. It's just a girl, I think. Yeah, it's just it's a like, girl. It's, like a, it's, the, it's the girl version of Terry, basically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or Shayla? blokes and Sheila's or Terry's and Shayla's. Yeah. Uh, mates rate. What is that? Mates rates. Mates rates. Mm-hmm. Don't know that one. Easy enough. It's friends discount. So you think... Oh, okay, I'll give you yeah. a mate's rate. Yeah. Makes sense. I like that one, too. Uh, to do the Harry. <laughs> don't know that one. So Harry Holt was the prime minister who disappeared in the 60s in Australia. So to do the Harry means you disappear <laughs> or you leave. So I'm going to do the Harry. Yeah, see you later. Man, I think, the like, we're proud of our slang here, but mm-hmm. we, they, pale, we, they crush us. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> like... By a mile, okay? That's why every time I hear of Newsley, I'm like, okay, we need to adopt all this. Uh, to hit the frog and toad. Is it like to leave? To hit the road? Yeah, to hit the road. That almost sounds like Cockney rhyming slang. It does, yeah. And I think that's uh, that's what I thought when I heard it at first, too. But they must have gotten it from there. Uh, to have a go, you mug. <laughs> just have a go, you mug. I, I, to fight? Just means not trying your hardest. It's just an insult. And they yell okay. it mostly at, you know, rugby games, that type of thing. Have a go, you mug. Can I tell you the funniest one I ever heard? Please, or, yes. Do you have more, sorry? Yeah, just, I'll let you finish, and then I'll tell you. Well, it's really quick. Okay. Now we're just going, okay, so Smoko, Garbo, Bolo, Bottle, Low, Arvo. If you notice, um, there's a, these are a bunch of them. Yeah, I'd, I noted the last two. Bottle is a liquor store, Yep. and Arvo is the afternoon. Yes. Uh, Bolo is just a bowling community center. Garbo is garbage. Smoko yep. is a smoke break. Yeah, they, they just add O's, or, of course, there's the adding the Y to everything as well, yep. which is what they do. Barbie, Mushy, Sunny's, Prezi, Brecky, Bicky. A Bicky is a biscuit, by the way. To cost they Big Bicky. I everything. like that one. Yeah. Everything. So the yeah. funniest one I ever heard, and I don't know if this is just one friend I had or if it was, if it's Australian slang, but I was standing with a bunch of guys at a at a bar, and the one guy was telling a story, and this girl came sauntering over and was like, "Oh, a big group of guys. Like I'm gonna just walk in here and get all the attention." And she's like, hey, boys, whatever. And the the guy was upset that his story was interrupted. And he's like, on your bike, love, on your bike. <laughs> and she oh, was like, oh, fantastic. and stormed off. Oh, that's we good. We died <laughs> on your bike, love. Oh, <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, I love it. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Yesterday, we were talking a bit about this convoy to Ottawa. This yeah. Freedom convoy, whatever you want to call it. And it's funny because we've been getting messages this morning from people saying, why aren't you talking about this? This is how many people are involved. How many trucks? Why aren't you talking about it? Are you being paid not to? Mm. I was like, no. It's everywhere. Like it it's is. the biggest story in the country this week. Like, and we have been I, talking about it, but I guess we, not not nonstop. Not nonstop. No. And like this idea that the media is burying the story. Like go on any of the major Canadian news outlets web pages right now. It's front page. Yeah. It's a big story. It is. It's not being buried. I don't know where that, that comes from. No. Um but you made an interesting observation yesterday, Shauna, about the title of this convoy. The Freedom Convoy. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I said that I didn't want to refer to it as that. And the reason is, is because I find that the word freedom has a bit of a negative connotation now. 
And you're absolutely right. When like, you said that, I was like, you're totally right about that. I don't know why. Like, because people are saying, you know, and it's always in quotes, it's call it the freedom convoy. Yeah. And it's almost, even by saying it in quotes like that, putting a negative connotation, which is bizarre because the word freedom itself is a very positive word. It's, I mean... <laughs> Like having freedom is is a good thing. To mock that, I, and people they mock it, my freedoms. They say and they spell it D U M B. D U M B. Yeah, like the person I, saying yeah, is an which, idiot, and yeah, it's like it's to me that's an incredibly privileged position to mock freedom itself. Like, yeah. I mean, there there are people involved in this, you know, anti COVID, anti vaccination movement, whatever, who deserve mockery. For sure. People who have gone way Definitely. overboard with their, you know, comparisons to the Holocaust and stuff. Yeah, mock those people. Mock them relentlessly. Yes. Do, mock away. But, like, to scoff at the idea of freedom itself. I know. It's a bit bizarre to me. The thing that allows us to go where we want to go and yep. to be ourselves and to speak up if we don't see, if we see something that doesn't sit right with us. I mean, we, like, what like, a we have day, like re- Remembrance Day and stuff to recognize the people who fought for our freedoms. And this is a very important thing that we can roam freely we can we have this freedom yeah and for us to now go back and have it it has a negative connotation in my mind now like when i say freedom i'm almost careful i'm like oh people are gonna think which is odd ridiculous i i think it would be very difficult to argue that we haven't lost at least a little bit of freedom over the past two years and we could we could talk all day about which which freedoms were necessary to lose whether or not it was the right thing to do whether or not this convoy has the right intentions all that stuff we, that that can be talked about, mm-hmm. but like any time that a bit of freedom is taken away, it deserves consideration. Yeah, rather than mockery. Mm-hmm. And like you said, now the term freedom as a whole gets mocked. Yeah, the BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast. A few people took issue with the fact that I said we have like that it would be hard to argue that we haven't lost some freedoms. And like I got a I got a message from Brandon, I got a message from Chris, and they were saying like, "What freedoms have we lost?" And I was like, "I don't really see how you could argue against that." Like, people weren't allowed to gather with their family. They weren't allowed to attend weddings and funerals. People mm-hmm. died alone. People lost their businesses. People couldn't access basic health and fitness services. People like there are places even in this country where you can be penalized for leaving your house after a certain time. How is that? up for debate how is that not a loss of freedoms yeah i think uh, what they were trying to say is that i mean in the grand scheme of things like you know that this was for the greater good of humanity that we lost some of these freedoms right but, but the question isn't whether or not exactly. the freedoms were lost it's yeah. that they agreed they agreed with the cause of it or the reason for it yes and i i think that yes there's certain things that like have limited us for sure there's been restrictions they're called restrictions yeah, um, they're literally called restrictions if that yeah. isn't a restriction of freedom then like, how do you argue against that? That being said, I also, like, uh, yeah, it's in such a minimal, like, minimal way for me. And I do agree that, you know, if if it was in place for the greater good of humanity, then I'm fine with it. But yes, again, that wasn't the question. You said that we've lost freedoms, and I agree that it, we have lost some. Yeah, so. I don't know how you can say what freedoms have we lost. Like, it's right in front of you unless yeah. you weren't paying attention or unless you're so comfortable with it now that you don't realize that we've lost freedoms. We can argue about whether or not it was warranted whether it was necessary. We can argue about the merits of this trucker convoy to Ottawa, which I think has some shady characters involved with it. And by the time it's done, may end up not being a great thing. You know, like a friend, I saw this tweet today from a writer named Matt Gurney from Toronto, who I I really like. And he said, um, he's like, what's going to happen if they get to Ottawa and they realize that the government isn't going to bend to their demands? Then you're going to have all of these people fired up 
in one place. Where do they go? This isn't the first trucker convoy, though, is it? No, there was United We Roll, too. And what happened then? I'm trying to remember. Like, yeah, obviously, it wasn't a huge... I don't it, think it was quite this magnitude. No, it wasn't. Um, but also, I was, you know, the one thing is they've been very peaceful when crossing through provincial borders and stuff. Like, I remember in Regina, when they were coming, there was all these warnings about how traffic could be disrupted. And the same mm -hmm. thing happened here in Calgary. And both times, then people immediately were like, oh, actually, like, they've been communicating with the police and they're bypassing the city. And they've yep. been very cooperative in that way. So... I mean, that's awesome. They've Is that because they think they're going to get to Ottawa and the government's going to be like, all right, well, let's do what you want? Oh, yeah. Because what happens when they say no? I know. What happens? And Matt Gurney also brought up some other points. Like, these things always, these grassroots movements always get co-opted by some wacky people. Yeah, always. Yeah. You know, it does, doesn't matter what the cause is. It's it, the the loudest and craziest are the ones who are going to get the spotlight. Well, when it comes to protests, that seems to be a thing. Like there's mm -hmm. people who are always there for a good for a good cause, and then there's people who just wait for the next protest because they want to cause Piggyback disruption. Off it, yeah, right. Like in and it's not even that they necessarily agree with the cause itself. They just want to cause disruption or they want to light things on fire. When it comes to you know. Even just the, the Canucks riots, that kind of yeah. thing. Like, uh, so many people who yeah. were lighting things on fire had nothing to do with the Canucks. They just were like, let's just go and start a riot, actually. Matt Gurney also made the point, don't rule out the possibility of foreign influence in this, too. Like, when these things pop up, there is yeah. the opportunity to destabilize our society. So that's a possibility. Like, oh, God. Yeah, I, um, I, I will support anybody's right to protest peacefully, whether or not I agree with the cause, and this is the same situation here, but if they get to Ottawa and there, there are blockades, there's that's a threats problem. or violence, yeah, then, that's where I draw the line. Yeah, then you can't support it anymore. Yeah, peaceful protest. Yeah, that's what I'm, then I'm you're a criminal. VNS yeah. in 20 minutes or less. You love your car. Bet you'd love lower interest and lower payments, too. Refinance your auto loan with House of Cars and love the freedom of having more money in your pocket. Visit houseofcarscalgary.com. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Demology with Shauna. I got thinking about what surgeons wear yesterday and got thinking about the word scrubs. And, of course, we all know that doctors wear scrubs. And, I mean, there was a show that was called Scrubs. Mm -hmm. But I didn't ever stop to think about why they were called scrubs. So is it from the phrase scrubbing in? It is. So okay. when surgeons sterilize themselves and they wear the specific attire, it's called scrubbing in. And the, these scrubs are designed to give organisms basically no place to hide, and they're just known to be very sterile, and so that's why you do it for surgery. You wear these scrubs. Uh, but then I got reading about the specific colors of scrubs. Mm -hmm. and this is super weird. So is that like medical green? Yes. So there's medical green, there's blue. Those are the two types of colors that you see for yeah. scrubs. Well, historically, scrubs used to be white. But it was found that white scrubs, first of all, were hard to clean, yeah, obviously, when you're dealing with blood. Uh, but also, and this is the crazy part, they found out that white scrubs can cause headaches and blind surgeons as they shift their sight from blood's dark color to the white fabric. Oh. So it was actually causing headaches in surgeons because they had to keep shifting from these two really dramatic colors. And that was right. And the contrast causing a so blinding great. effect, which you don't want in your surgeon when they're doing surgery either. So they went to cho the choose like green and blue, like you just said. And the reason for that is because in the color wheel, green and blue are known to complement red. Okay. Or blood. So this choice helps surgeons focus on the patient's organs and blood and help them see the surgical area very clearly because they complement each other. But, of course, there's a huge 
but drastic without difference. like shocking the so eye without, to the exactly. point that your vision is causing headaches and no way. I had blindness. no idea. Yeah, and I never really stopped to think why is everything in the medical field either that green or that blue? And that's why, because it works well with blood. Okay, that's cool. Which is a that's a cool one. Creepy, but there you go. Yeah. Etymology with Shauna. The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. My buddy Noah, good friend of the show sent me this video yesterday and maybe you've seen it before it went viral a few years ago I'd never seen it but this dude is doing a a, a a scotch review and his wife is leaving him while he's reviewing the scotch oh god and I've got I've not seen <laughs> no, this so here's no. Friday morning I'm relaxing and maybe celebrating a little bit you can see that things are in a little bit of disarray back there well Cindy and I are breaking up this place is just a mess she's moving out and the way I can enjoy that, I said, no, it's hard. No, it's really f***ing hard. Well, this is well, I'm going to have some, uh, some Lefroy 10. <laughs> Lefroy 10 has been my, oh my God. go-to single malt oh my for many years now. So he's <laughs> Especially when it comes to peated Isla malts. He starts reviewing the, the whiskey, <laughs> and then... He's like nosing the glass and stuff, and his wife is gathering her things behind oh him in the video. Oh my god! She's gathering her stuff. She's and then you can hear her keys jiggling here. This is the this is the best part. Oh yeah. For Rotar, it's really smooth. It's got that medicinal quality to it. Quiet. It's got that it, medicinal quality to it. Oh my! God. It's almost like. She's she like, just left. Bye. He's like she, barely looks. He's like, oh bye. my god! And then goes back to the to the scotch. Oh. The whole video is only like four minutes long, and I'm like, man, could you have not waited until she had left? That's why part of me wonders if it's even <laughs> like, real because you you would you'd think redo it if you actually. Oh yeah, and he uploaded it. Yeah, like, that's he's the one who looked at this. It was weird. like this is good. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> that'll do. Wonder if he. <laughs> Oh my God! He was like, "This will go viral." This is well, it did. Oh my God! I'm sure God. he made some money off the YouTube wow. ads, but this is the saddest that whiskey is review so I've depressing. ever seen. Like, man, bye. Don't let us into your misery. Bye. <laughs> Stone cold. Holy crap! Stone cold. Wow. <laughs> what he's got? Oh his scotch. man, that he does Freud say 10. That. Oh, it's good. It's great, so, Petey. Yeah. BNS in 20 minutes or less. If you could hire somebody, Beckler, to do one job for you, what would it be? Now I'm talking like, would it be a cleaner or okay, maybe yeah. a cook or I don't know, a personal trainer? Like what daily human task do you hate the most that you'd love to hire somebody just to do for you? So you that is deal with it? a hell of a question. I know. Let me think on that. Do you have an answer? Well, I got thinking about this recently because I was like, you know, I wouldn't mind hiring a cleaner, maybe like somebody to come in once a week just to clean because mm -hmm. my place is so dusty. I don't know if it's this time of year or what, but like if I dust within five hours i swear i'm seeing dust again and i'm away a lot on weekends and so when i come back and it's just like i was like i wouldn't mind having somebody do that it's but, surprisingly affordable yeah and it is and I, but then i was like or could i hire like a part-time cook and then i was looking into that and i realized you, you i could like it would be awesome to have a cook that comes by and co cooks every day but realistically i'm not going to do that mm -hmm. there are people though who will come in and they can make you you know meals in advance so 
Right. For example, I yeah. could bring somebody in on like a Sunday and they could make meals for the week for the most part or even one meal, like dinners for the week or something. And I was like, that would be awesome too. I think far and away that would be the most common answer because Cook. then you could have delicious meals without having to do any of the work all the time. Yeah. Um, I don't like cooking, but McKenna does all the cooking at our house or most of it. Right. Not so. a big food guy myself, yeah. as you know. Yeah, so you, yeah you stick to meat and <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> Wouldn't be the cooking for me. No. I also don't hate cleaning. And that's the yeah. other thing is I actually, when I get into the into cleaning, I do enjoy it. Yeah, I don't mind my chores like that that I have to do. I don't mind. I like yard work. I, I just like, talked about how excited I was for the feather duster. Yeah. Okay? The oh, feather yeah. duster oh, makes things, oh. Yeah. Just when you see it and it grabs that dust. <laughs> we can't do this again. <laughs> Sorry. We've already got cracked about cleaning about once it. today. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was um, trying to think. I don't know. I'm like, I'm working with a personal trainer at Repsol right now mm-hmm. and I've learned so much. Like my fitness, I think is so much more, my workouts are so much more efficient. Yeah. Having someone there to coach me through it. So it's that true. could be one. Yeah. To get in really good shape like that. That's true. Um, it's also like some, you know, somebody to like get a hold of my finances for me and yeah. deal with all that. Any type of paperwork stresses me right out. Like yeah. if I have to put in a vacation request at the station here, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do this. I know. So any of that, anything to do with pay or like, I hate all that. Money so, stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't like dealing with that. I'm not yeah. good with numbers either. Math isn't my strong suit. So even just responding to a lot of the emails I have to respond to, like yeah. a lot of, the, I like the emails that come from people who listen to this show. Mm-hmm. Like I like, I enjoy reading those, those and responding to those, but I get so many emails that I'm not cranked about. So I mean, to be honest, if. If I was to be, you know, purely what needs to happen, I need somebody full time to get rid of all my stupid emails. Yeah, that, what are you at again here? Uh, so I cleared it down. Like I think I was down to how many emails? I, I was down to like a thousand or two at yeah, one point. Only that. I'm back up to fourteen thousand. <laughs> oh my god! I need somebody. I to, wouldn't be able can to you sleep. Clear out my Gmail, please. DNS <laughs> in twenty minutes or less. I know you get as cranked as I do over cleaning hacks. I sure do. I think it's because we're in our 30s. Uh-huh. The Mastercraft razor blade scraper was the big one, right? Oh, I still use that thing with great joy. Every time I bust that out, I'm like, oh. Three bucks a Canadian tire. Yeah. It's great. Takes it's accessible everything to everyone. Just goes, yeah. Um, less affordable, but also the friggin' best is my new Dyson stick vacuum. Oh, my I'm God. I'm on that thing all the time, Shauna. I'm... Every time I see any bit of dirt on the floor, I was like, God, I might as well vacuum. Well, it's funny because you went that way and I went back to feather dusting and I've just gotten a great joy with a feather duster <laughs> oh, as well feather lately. feather duster there, hey. Feather duster. Just tickling your apartment yeah. all over. Yeah, I always want to get into a French maid uniform and just dust all around everywhere, oh, you know? Look at this. Whoa, look at that. <laughs> that just takes here. the dust right away. <laughs> Anyways. I got another one for you. Okay. Do you own a cordless drill? Yes. Okay. Have you seen the scrubber attachments that you can get for the okay, cordless drill? Okay, I've seen drill? and I've never used the scrubber attachment. I haven't either, but I ordered oh, one last night. Oh, wouldn't that be a thrill? Yeah. Because oh, a friend of mine, was. she posted a photo. She's like, this is a game changer. And I was like, all right, yep. let's do it. I'm ordering it now Now that you say that right I got now. a kit with different attachments, different bristle stiffness, oh, different yeah. shapes to get into oh, nooks. And, and crannies. Cr- and crannies. All the crannies. Granny crannies. And, and crannies. Yeah, I'm going to like buff the cupboards. I'm okay. going to do it all. I'm going to do it all. Mm-hmm. So they even have like, I guess these attachments even work like for cleaning your vehicle. Yeah, they Because you know, it's a pain in the ass to get in and clean your rims sure if you have is. like spoked rims. Mm-hmm. So you can use these brushes if it's the right attachment. The possibilities There's all are different endless. kinds. They're color coded, some of them. So it's like, you know, white is soft. Yellow is a bit stiffer. Green is it's stiffer beautiful. still. Yeah, this could get... You let me know how that goes. This, oh, you're going to hear all about okay, it. Believe I'm getting you my me. own, actually. Never mind. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment.
As the Winter Games approach, many people reflect back on the 88 Olympics that happened right here in Calgary. Others may be too young to remember the actual games. However, a couple of classic movies have since come out around those Olympics. The first being, of course, Cool Runnings, a blockbuster based around the Jamaican bobsled team. Well, the Jamaican bobsled team has once again qualified for the Olympics, so perhaps it's time to hear the real story about how that team got to the Olympics. Although the movie is entertaining, there are quite a few facts that aren't exactly true. First off, the real Jamaican bobsled team wasn't a group of sprinters, as the movie suggests, but they were, in fact, enlisted through the Jamaican Army. The idea of a Jamaican bobsled team all began with two American businessmen who were living in Jamaica at the time and were inspired by a local pushcart derby. The men felt the pushcart looked a lot like a bobsleigh and figured the skills developed in that sport would translate well to the ice and snow. So they approached the Olympic Committee with the idea. The Olympic Committee was on board, but the problem was they couldn't find anyone who actually wanted to pursue the sport. So they turned to the Jamaican Army. Dudley Stokes, otherwise known as Tal, was one of the real members of the Jamaican bobsleigh team, and he says he was told by his colonel to do it. He was a captain at the time and said that when your colonel gives you an order, you obey. So without hesitation, Stokes joined the Jamaican bobsleigh team. The team had very little training and Dudley Stokes hadn't even seen a real life bobsled until September of 1987. Keep in mind, the Olympics were less than five months away in February of 88. The team faced a lot of adversity, having to use borrowed old equipment and dealing with many injuries. Regardless, they did make it to the Olympics and did get a fast start that day, but they crashed mid-course and wound up pushing their sled to the finish line. Unlike the movie depicts, the team did not dramatically lift their sled above their heads to carry it to the finish line. Nor did they say, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up, it's bobsled time, although that is very catchy. Either way, the team was immensely popular during the 88 Olympics to the point that they were told not to leave the Olympic Village for fear of getting mobbed. And their story, even if slightly less dramatic, was still one that will go down in history. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beyond S in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. For House of Cars. Until January 15th, enter to have House of Cars wipe out your debt for free. No strings attached. Visit houseofcarscalgary.com. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.